Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of the Psychology of Success podcast. This week, we interview Chet Wall, who is the co-owner of Patriot Home Mortgage. In 2005, Chet started Flagship Financial Group, which later became Flagship Financial Partners. Since its inception in 2006, Flagship Financial Partners grew from originating 50 loans a month to its height of 1,300 units per month in 2012. And then in 2014, Chet left Flagship Financial Partners to join City First Mortgage Services. Recently, in September of 2016, he partnered with Russ Brown as the owner of Patriot Home Mortgage. And at Patriot Home Mortgage, so far, they have funded 1,000 units for over $300 million in volume with approximately 60 employees. So this guy is an absolute stud, and you guys will love this episode. He talks a lot about morning routines and how to be a successful leader. You guys, make sure to share this podcast and leave me five stars, write a review, and share this with your friends and family. And appreciate it, and hope you guys enjoy it. All right, Chet, welcome to the podcast. you mind introducing yourself a little bit? Sure. Um, I'm Chet Wall. I'm currently one of the owners at Patriot Home Mortgage. Um, I um, graduated from Brigham Young University with an undergrad in international finance and trade. Um, and um, I've had multiple jobs. I've always aspired to be an entrepreneur. Um, I uh, currently um, have been in St. George for about eight years. Um, Previous to that, we were up in the Salt Lake area. Um, After college, I was dead set on doing international finance. So I got into my dream school, which was Thunderbird, and moved to Geneva, Switzerland, where I was really excited about doing my MBA over there. Uh, We worked on, did my first trimester, and realized I wanted to come home and start my own business. (coughs) So I came home and and someone introduced me to the mortgage business. And I walked into this office and the gentleman introduced himself and uh, I knew him as the owner of it. And he said, boy, you've got a tremendous resume credentials. You actually have more education than all of us. We just want someone that can learn how to sell loans. But if you agree to it, you know, you can do really well with it. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, hey, I'll start you off at $7 an hour is kind of the, that was the pay. And, and I said, gosh, you know, that was almost a slap in the face for a student. And, but something inside of me told me, you need to take it, you need to go for it. And so I accepted it and it was the best decision I ever made. Three years later, I ended up starting a business with that gentleman. We did really well together. We built a really big company. And um, What company was that? It was called Flagship Financial Group. Mm-hmm. And uh, we ended up having about, at our peak, probably about 50 offices throughout the United States. We were doing a lot of loans. Wow. And, um, and it was just a great experience. And it really changed my life. Um, I learned that every opportunity, you need to look at every opportunity that comes your way as... Um, maybe a stepping stone of taking you to that next level. Yeah, it's true. 
So, and I would, I would honestly contribute that to my success and what got me to where I am today. So, do you mind explaining how you started Patriot Home Mortgage and yeah. how that all came about? So, in 2016, I was looking for a business opportunity. I, uh, after flagship, we, as all businesses, there's usually an exit strategy. We had our exit. We, and, <coughs> excuse me, we, um, we moved on and I was, went to another company where I had, where I had previously discussed with the owner that he was going to retire and I was going to acquire the company. After getting to it, I realized it was not a fit for me. And so I started looking at other opportunities, and that's when I met Russ Brown, who was a 100% owner of Patriot. Um, to be honest with you, the business was kind of struggling at that point. <coughs> and I had the capital and the expertise, and we really took the time to get to know each other to see if this was a good marriage, per se. Mm-hmm. And, and then that's when we decided it was a fit. And that's how I acquired 50% of Patriot Home Mortgage in 2016. So was it like a buy-in or did they have that all work out? It's exactly right. So you have an accountant that comes up with the valuation. This is the book value of Patriot Lee currently. Okay. So Chet, if you want 50% of it, your contribution needs to be X. So that is what I did. I did a buy-in for 50% of the company. Hmm, Sweet. So, so for our listeners that don't know, Chet came to my entrepreneurship class and spoke to us. And I remember something that he talked to us about was the importance of morning routines and doing the same thing every morning and successful habits. So what's your morning routine and why are they important? Yeah, I believe that every good day starts with a good routine and good habits. So my routine is the following. Six by six a.m., Um, I am studying. I usually choose to study something spiritual. Um, I would consider myself a religious individual, and so I'm I'm studying something spiritual. My routine is even so dialed in that I believe in drinking hot lemon water before because I believe it cleanses your system while I'm doing that spiritual studying. I then go on and I work out for a good half an hour, whether it's cardio or strength training. I then take my daughter to school, and then I'm back working out for another 45 minutes. Um, Right now, I've been kind of aspiring to do more races, um, triathlons, and so it's important for me to take that time. When I do it, I don't listen to any music. um, Why is that? Because I don't want any distractions. Um, When I'm running, I just want my mind to flow I want my, I, I have great thought processes um, Interesting. When, I'm, when I'm working out and I don't want distractions of anything else. Yeah. Some people use those as distractions so they forget about the pain. Um, I want to enjoy the pain. And you get to a point where ideas come to my mind and I think some of my best business ideas come when I'm out working out. Really? Yeah. yeah. And then I'm in the office. That's I'm usually crazy. in the office by nine o'clock, drop my other kids off at school and then I'm there at nine. My wife runs kids all afternoon, and so I really cherish the time in the morning when I can help her out and be with the kids and have that one-on-one time to yeah. get them to school. Yeah, that's good. So so what are some of your greatest failures, and what do they teach you? <laughs> that's a great, great question. I will tell you, my greatest failure I would ever make in business is I had um, a side business when I was doing mortgages. 
Um, I, <clears throat> I owned a quick lube. You're probably familiar with like Jiffy Lube and stuff like mm-hmm. that. When I was at Brigham Young University, I put myself through school working as an accountant for a small car mechanic shop. And I quickly started realizing there were some trends that were working. The items that worked that made the most money for this business were those that were very preventative maintenance. And I noticed that the profit margins were the greatest on those items. So when I, when I uh, had the capital, I wanted to start this business. I started this business, it started doing really well. And I had a call from someone that said, hey, I just acquired this piece of property. Do you want to uh, come and lease this space from me, this quick loop? And without really doing anything, I just said yes, and I committed on the spot. And the guy promised me, because he had promised me that he owned a, like yourself, he bought and sold cars. He promised me he would we'd get all this business. And I quickly did the numbers, said, boy, if he gives me his business, then that's profitable as it, as it, within itself. Mm-hmm. So I went into it. I put a lot of money into the building, which I didn't need to do. The building was fine the way it was. I didn't do my due diligence. And next thing I know, the property, the business was costing me a lot of money. And it took almost, it almost brought down both locations. I was lucky enough to sell it to a buyer and get my money back out of it. But the lesson that I learned is take your time, do your research, and seek third-party independent research. Had I had it over again and done the research, because what had happened is after I got in and felt like I made a mistake, I reached out to some people who did the research and told me this was not a good investment. Hmm. So the lesson I learned is don't be so quick. Yeah. So that's why when I joined Russ at Patriot Home Mortgage, I took a lot of time. I took probably eight months and looked underneath the hood per se and wanted to know everything about this company before yeah, I agreed to good. go into it. Yeah. What else have you learned throughout all your career as an entrepreneur? Number one thing is it's all about relationships and people. True. You've got to enjoy the people you're working with. You hope to not only inspire them, but they need to inspire you. And it's amazing to me how well a company does when you hire quality people and empower them and have them buy into the vision of where you're going as a company. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a saying that talks about when you're all rowing in the same direction, there's nothing you can't accomplish. It's so true. Yeah. I can tell you, Caden, I enjoy coming to work every day. It doesn't seem like a job to me. I love these people. I love what we're doing. I love to see a company grow, yeah, to see it come awesome. around. It's inspiring to me. And it's inspiring to them, especially as they're part of the story. Yeah, so what have you done to build a culture like that? Like what goes yeah. into that? Well, we've established core principles that we are really live by. We believe that we believe in um, being authentic. Um, we believe in being true to ourselves, per se. Um, we believe in being, um, you know, understanding and appreciating the greatness of others. We believe in being positive. We believe in being working and, and working hard. So we've established these fundamentals and we live them. It does me no good as the owner to establish these principles, but then 
they're not a reflection of who I am as an individual. Mm -hmm. But when people see that I truly care about them, they're like family to me, that I'm authentic, I'm positive, and I want to motivate them, then then it's easy for them to buy in. Um, With that being said, no matter what business you own, there's always going to be people that have different philosophies. And I've learned that it's, it's important to find those up out up front and move on from them. Because your business, those types of individuals will hold your business back. If you look at the analogy of the boat, if everyone's rowing in the same direction, but one in the, there might be someone in the back who's not, or he's rowing the opposite direction, mm-hmm. it's holding you back from where you really can be. True. And we've experienced that here at our company. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's not personal. It's just understanding that people have different philosophies. But if you get the people with the same philosophies on the team, business goes well. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. If so if you could change one thing about your company, what would that be? Yeah. That's, that's actually goes along with what I was saying. When, when Russ and I became partners, we had this vision of where we wanted to be. I mean, you're in a brand new office right now and you're seeing this is what we wanted to become. But early on, not everyone shared the same vision. They didn't share what Russ and I wanted to build. See, Russ and I wanted to build a very successful mortgage bank. And what that means is we wanted our underwriters in-house, underwriting, funding all of our loans. Whereas there were some that felt like it was better to broker it, which means that you don't have any of those functions. You just take a loan application to a borrower and send it to someone and they're going to underwrite it and they're going to fund it. You're just the middleman. Yeah. We wanted the control. And the lesson we learned is we tried to convince these people for so long that, oh, it's going to work. It's going to work. It's going to be great. But it never, they never bought in. Yeah. And some wise advice we got that we received when we started down this path was you're not going to keep everyone. You have to accept that. Not everyone's going to want to come on board. And it's better that you understand that up front and don't be afraid of it and, and go for it. Our business is doing really well now, but I think that had we been a little bit more, let's say, daring we would established up front what the philosophies we had and what the philosophies these other people had and were able to discern up front yeah we're going this way you're going this way i think that we would have progressed as a company a lot faster Hmm. so what do you do just get rid of those kinds of people or do you try and conform them to yeah so we had a great meeting once with two of our two of the greatest people i mean we're really good friends with them and in the meeting the question was asked what are your philosophies when we asked it that way, it wasn't derogatory to what they believe or what we believe, but we were just having an open dialogue of what their philosophies were. That allowed both parties to just come out and say, this is what, this is what we think we should do. We don't think we should broker in our case, or we think we should bank. And, and once we had that, the next question was, okay, now what? We're moving towards this, this platform. If you're not on board, what are your options? Your options are either to go start your own thing or to go meet up with another company. 
in their case, they chose to go start their own business and it's working out well for them. And that's great. So once again, we believe that we need to establish those philosophies. Um, We believe in this company to be very transparent. So let me give you an example of transparency in our culture in this business. Let's say so-and-so comes to me and says, "Um, the person I sit next to me is being mean to me, or he says things that, that are mean. I have two options. I can listen to it. I can write up an HR report. But what I found the most successful thing is, is saying, time out. Let's go get that individual and let's talk about it right now. When people know that we're going to be very open and honest with each other, yeah, they do the same thing. And, and what happens is that person now doesn't come to me. He turns to the guy next to him and says, hey, can we talk a little bit? I just noticed some things that there's some friction. Can we just work this out? That's good. So that's, that's part of the culture that we're trying to build. Yeah, that's awesome. So on the flip side, yeah. what's your favorite thing about your company? Oh, without a doubt, it is, it is it's the culture of people that I have. It's, it's their values. People work hard. They believe... Sometimes in sales, you hear the, the term slick rick. We don't have any slick ricks in here. We have good people that are passionate about what they're doing, that really care about a customer. And when I get great positive reviews and I have people telling me this is a great company, that's the reward. Mm-hmm. As the business owner, the greatest thing that I can have or the greatest reward I get is when I see my employees do well. And I think any owner of a business would tell you this. When you see your payroll go up because people are selling and they're happy and they're making money, that's a great thing. Yeah. And if my employees know that that's how I feel, they're going to rally behind me because mm-hmm. they know I've got their back and I do have their back. Yeah. So that's, that's what I love. Yeah. I love the people. That's great. So, let me see here. What are some of the most important decisions you make as a leader of your organization? Um, Some of the most important decisions I make are financial decisions. Let me give you an example. When when I made a decision to to grow this business at the first of the year at a greater scale, there was quite significant capital contribution that we had to make in order to grow the business. And here's what happened. We decided to expand into more states, hire more people, take down more office. These aren't cheap things. And as soon as we did it, we had a horrible month (laughs) and we started going, no, what did we do? That was only for a moment because long-term vision was, this is the direction we need to go. And now it's starting to pay off that each and every day I have to make sometimes tough financial decisions. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that even means letting people go that are, might have different philosophies or are holding the company back 
those are really tough as well. But I also have to remember the other 50 families, 60 families that work for me and what's best for their families, not just what's best for one individual. Mm -hmm. That's true. So how do you encourage creative thinking within Patriot Home Mortgage? Yeah, great question. So I, I encourage it by listening to ideas and implementing them at times. I have two people out here that are managing. They're the ones that came to me with some ideas. I've been doing this a long time, but I've learned to never discount anyone's ideas. They brought me a proposal. They said, hey, we feel like we could better manage if we did X, Y, and Z. I listened to them, and I thought, I'm going to let this, I'm going to let them try it. So they knew that I had their back. And I tell them that if you're a manager of me, there's nothing you can't do that I can't get you out of. Well, when they feel that way and they know the owner's got their back, they're going to work really hard. Yeah. And, um, and a perfect example of those two individuals, I've promoted them to management now and we're having some of the best sales we've ever had. That's awesome. So other people that they've hired on have seen this, they've watched this transpire, and they're looking, they, they can see there's gonna be opportunities for them. So they, they're now bringing ideas and they're looking for ways to improve the company because they know that they're gonna be rewarded. Mm -hmm. And like you mentioned, you've always got your employees' backs, but how do you, um, this is what I've asked a lot of people that I've interviewed and it's kind of a tough question. How do you lead without being too authoritative and how do you balance that? Yeah, so great question. Um, I recently read a book, and I have downloaded the app, and I've been re kind of studying quite frequently about Ray Dalio's book on principles. Ray believes very strongly in transparency and identifying principles that will help govern the business. We have been, for the past, since that book came out, year and a half, have worked really hard to establish principles that are governing our business. So I'm not, but the principles are what's running this business. Mm -hmm. When we have a question or when I have a tough financial decision, the first question we always ask ourselves as owners is, what is the principle associated with this? And what are we learning from this? When people understand there's principles, there's a guidebook on how we're doing things, then they respect the process more and they know that it's not about Chet. It's about this company. And the reason I want that is one day, Caden, I want this company to last a long time, but one day I might not be around. I might not be around tomorrow. But if these principles are established, then I know that my company will continue to go forth. Mm -hmm. Sure. Characteristic you believe every entrepreneur should possess? They've got to have enthusiasm and passion. When, when, when I walk in this door in the morning, these guys can feel my energy. And they know I'm passionate about what we're doing. And, and just like you have an energy about you as a young kid, I can sense it. You've got great ambition. It's inspiring to me just being around you. These people get inspired about 
my passion and where we're going. Mm -hmm. And that's why when I come in, and I've got two people that have already been here since 7 in the morning, that, that passion and enthusiasm is wearing off on them. Yeah. And they're excited. Yeah. And they're excited because they know when I get in here in the morning, they say, look what I've already done. They know that I'm going to just be so excited. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's for me. It's, it's passion, whatever you're doing, and enthusiasm. Yeah. See, and that's what Mitch Matthews was talking about. He talked about the importance of having a why. And so what's your why for all this bit, like your Patriot Home Mortgage business? Yeah. What do you, what's the why behind it? We want to help people live better, just plain and simple. If you look on our website, that's what it's all about. Mortgages is just a way. We can help people live better by saving them money, by helping them into low-cost loans, mortgage loans. We believe that we can offer a very cost-effective mortgage loan and do it very well. And if I do that well, then my employees can do well because they can make more money. Their families are going to do well. Um, I'm going to be able to do great things um, for others as well. So it's all about helping people live better. That's the why. That's what's inspiring to my partner and I. Yeah, that's great. So last couple questions. How often do you read? Because I know you're a big reader. And yeah. What are some of your favorite books? So I read every day. Um, Principles, I would say, is probably the best business book that I've read. Um, I read one this, this uh, past year called The Big Leap, which was inspiring to me. Um, talking about operating in the zone of genius. Um, the other great book that I read is, um, it was Measure What Matters. And I thought it was great. It was talking about how to create an objective and then key result. Um, and that one was kind of really inspirational. I would say Principles and Measure What Matters have been some of the best books that I've read recently. Um, I'm also reading other books. I like, I'm not a big fiction guy. I like nonfiction. Um, I like military history. Um, I'm reading a book right now called I'll Push You about two, uh, about a, a paraplegic and his best friend that walked across Spain and he pushed him in a wheelchair. It's inspiring to wow. me. Um, those are some of yeah. good books I've been reading. And I love sports, so I love sports books. Yeah. Sweet. So to wrap everything up, this is what I do with every guest that I have on the podcast. It's called The One Truth. So if you were, imagine it's your last day on earth, you're on your deathbed, and everything that you've ever written, talked about, all your employees, family, friends, they forget everything about you except one truth that you learned throughout your life. What would that be? One truth that I learned in my life that I really believe that this life is a small existence to an eternal. <laughs> yeah, it's true. To eternity. I think this is just a small little amount of time. Yeah. And I think that there's I've learned there's so much out there, which is why the more I learn, the more I realize how little I know. And so, 
truth is is that I want people to know that I've done the very best and I've lived it to the fullest. And I've taken all the abilities that I've been given and tried to improve upon them. And hopefully during that, that journey, I've been able to inspire some other people along the way. All right, that wraps it up for this week's episode. Thank you guys for listening. And if you want to reach out to Chet, you can go to his website, patriothomemortgage.com, or you can email him at chet at patriothomemortgage.com. And he can help you out with all your mortgage needs. He's a great guy and he'd love to help you out. And I'll see you guys next week.